from an epidemic. David beseeched God for help. God's reply was to institute the recital of 100 blessings a day, which David enacted to counteract the 100 deaths. The 100 blessings are hinted at in the verse, what, which is the word ma, does God ask of you? Devarim 10:12. The word ma, which is what, can also be read as mea, which literally means 100. What does God ask of you? Only to recite 100 blessings daily. And how do we accumulate these 100 blessings? One recites Shimon Esrei, which is the Amidah, three times a day, which contains 19 blessings, according to today's practice. But the original practice is 18 blessings. It's important to note that Shimon Esrei literally means 18. There was a 19th blessing added from the leaders and Yavne during the first century. And it was to counteract the heretical beliefs, the, the back and forth friction between those who were proclaiming false Mashiachs. Uh, sometimes it gets uh, pigeonholed as talks about the rebuttal against the followers of Mashiach, Yeshua. So there's a lots of Machloket back and forth. But needless to say, there was a blessing added that had to speak about the heretics and whether or not people practice the 19th blessings, the 19th blessing, uh, that's up for debate as well. But just know that with Sar Shalom and Lapid Judaism, that we do not uh, follow that custom. Continuing on, it says. In the morning prayers, there are an additional 26 blessings. Ma'ariv, the evening service, contains four more. And then saying the grace after meals also has four blessings. Plus, two, when we wash our hands and make a blessing on bread. It is thus quite easy to reach 100 blessings a day. The Kuf, which Gematria is 100, represents death. But if one recites these 100 blessings daily, one can transform a negative decree into a celebration of life. So the Kuf is about what we do with our voice to transform death into life. I would like to go back to the wisdom of the Hebrew al alphabet uh, with the teaching of the letter Resh because it actually talks about the letter Kuf citing Shabbat 104a which says Teshuva takes so much hard work that it is almost beyond human effort but God helps make the job easier again the shape and position of the two letters, Kuf and Resh, illustrate this allegorically. As the Talmud continues, why is the leg of the Kuf 
Why is the left leg of the kuf symbolizing God suspended? So that when Raish symbolizing the wicked returns, he will ascend and enter through it. Shabbat 104a. And I loved going back and revisiting that because when did we see the image of Hashem suspended to bring back those who have been off the path, those who have been led astray, those who have been estranged from Hashem, or anyone, including you or I, who've been caught up in sin, who've been so far removed from our relationship and our connection with Hashem. Through he who was suspended, we have been given an entry point. It goes on to say for the letter Kuf. It stands for man's holiness. Although God's Kedusha is metaphysical and therefore inconceivable to man, the Torah demands us. Kedoshim Tiyu ki kadosh ani. Holy shall you be, for holy am I. Vayikra 19.2 What relationship can there be between the holiness of God and the holiness of man? People are not innately holy. Man's holiness is a reflection of God's absolute sanctity and purity. Rabbeinu Bakya to raise his status in Kedusha, take the key word to raise. Again, there is a suspended leg, and it's the left leg of the letter Kuf. And through that suspension, the wicked person is given the opportunity to enter in. It says to raise his status in Kedusha, man must attach himself to God by conforming to his commandments. And this is what it means to be crucified with Mashiach, to be buried with him in his death and to be raised with him. So I'd like to visit that verse and it is from the letter to Galatia chapter 2 key verses verse 20 so we are going to look at it in context starting from verse 19 for through the law of sin and death i died to the torah so that i might be so that i might live to god i have been crucified with mashiach and i no longer live but Mashiach lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by Imuna and the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, through the Torah, Mashiach died for nothing. So I love the fact that there is this conflict of law. There's a law of sin and death. There's a law of the Torah. So the law of sin and death 
causes us to be subjugated to the law of the Torah as far as the prescription, as far as the judgment, as far as the pronouncement, as far as the result. That if we operate in sin and death, then the Torah, which by the way is life, but remember that it is death if we choose to be disobedient to it, again, see Devarim chapter 30. Reading Devarim chapter 30 will clear up so much. But I want to go back to the letter to the Romans chapter 7 because this teaches us about the two laws. It says, We know, this is verse 14, we know that the law is spiritual. Speaking about the Torah, if the law of sin and death was spiritual, then you have to ask yourself, does sin and death equal Hashem manifest? Does it equal Hashem written down and given to us? I would hope you would say the answer is no, (laughs) because sin and death is not Hashem. Hashem is life and shalom. The Torah is known as all its ways are pleasant. All of its paths are pure. All of its paths are shalom. So if the Torah leads a person to death, then we might need to rethink how we're thinking. So continuing, it says, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. So we already need to know that we are diametrically or we are utterly uh, opposed to the Torah. Verse 15, it says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do. But what I hate to do, I do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I admit that the law is good. Repeat that. And if I do what I do not want to do, I admit that the law is good. That's an interesting way to put that. But going on, it says, in that case, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Verse 18, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out, for I do not do the good I want to do. Instead, I keep on doing the evil I do not want to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. But it is sin living in me that does it. Verse 21, key verse. So this is the principle I have discovered. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law. Another key verse. But I see another law. So there is a principle that the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. The spirit that Hashem placed within us is pure 
as we say in the morning prayers of our Siddur. But we have to know that the fleshly part of our being, which was given over to death, this is why we have to die. This is why we get sick. This is why there's evil in the world. So our flesh, our outer man decays, but our spirit man, Bezrat Hashem, is growing. It's alive. It's vibrant. It's active. It's growing. So there's a principle here that the spirit inside of us wants to pursue Hashem and the flesh is like, not today. I'd rather not. So it says that this is another law at work in my body. So there are two laws. You have the law of Hashem and you have the law of the flesh. And it's interesting that these two are interchanged for one another by non-Jews. And it is considered that the Torah is considered to be a law of the flesh. It's this work that you do, you pursue, and there is no return. It's that we have to trust in the Mashiach and that we need to do what we want to do. And as long as we believe in Mashiach, that's fine. So exchanging the laws, saying that the law of sin and death is actually not the flesh, but the law of sin and death is the Torah. So now not only was there a substitution and a corruption of that substitution, but now the very law of sin and death is used as the law of Hashem saying, let's pursue sin, let's pursue death, but say it's Hashem and let's refrain from pursuing the law of Hashem, which is actually life, which is actually Shalom, which is actually what our inner man desires. So as confusing as that sounds, this is exactly what happened in the garden when the serpent came to us and said, did Hashem really say? Also, one should take note that substituting these laws for one another and actually pursuing sin and death is a conflict of the very mission purpose and existence that Hashem has brought us forth into creation to achieve i.e. to say that we are not to delight in the law of God but yet we want to delight in sin and death is to reject suppress and suffocate your own soul this is why when you Think about it with clarity, without hurt feelings, without uh, hiding in shame, that a person who stays in their own sin, who stays in a pursuit of death, they're not able to be real with themselves or anyone else. This is why there is a lack of sources that teach that the Sabbath is Sunday as opposed to the seventh day of the week, which is Shabbat. This is why there are no sources that command followers of the one true God 
to keep festivals that are not mentioned in the Bible. There is a very conflict with the soul that Hashem breathed into a, such a person. So may we not exchange Hashem's law for another. So back to our verse in Galatians. We have been crucified with the Mashiach. No longer we live, but Mashiach lives in us. The life we now live in the body, we live by Emuna, which by the way, the root of Emuna is Emet, which is truth. And it says, this Emuna we have is in the Son of Hashem, who loved us, or Shaul saying who loved him and gave himself up for him. So this is what the letter Kuf teaches us. That Hashem is suspended for the sake of bringing in a wicked person. Back to the wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet. Thus, the nation is not referred to as Anashim Kedoshim, which is holy people, i.e. people who are innately holy, but Anshe Kodesh, literally people of holiness, cited from Shemot 2230. Man's sanctity results from a mastery of all his instincts and inclinations and placing them at the disposal of God's will. From Rabbi Hirsch, see page 101. HaKadosh Baruch may the letter Kuf be established in all of creation to bring forth the revelation of the third temple of Mashiach ben David of the end of this current exile and of the revelation of the final Geula. Help our voices to call out and proclaim your holiness. Help our holiness Adonai to extend from you into our very being as we submit all of our instincts and inclinations at your disposal and may we not exchange your law for another Baruch Haba Bishem Adonai